I remember once in a job in a past life when I was at the co-face of sales, the sales manager came out um, and kind of berated everybody in the sales team by saying, I don't think we're asking the right questions of our customers. And, you know, she was right, possibly, but the way she had said it made us all antagonistic towards the idea of change and improvement, that somehow we were doing things uh, in the wrong way. This job, we were all fairly good at what we were doing and the sales figures for the week and the month and the year and successive years were all very good. But the, the phrase, I don't think you're asking the right questions, stuck with me for, for whatever reason. And so this podcast is about asking questions, um, to diagnose the problem that your customer has or to understand better what it is they're trying to achieve um, with you, um, how you can do better business, et cetera, et cetera. And the, the unfortunate thing is that I'm not really gonna spend all that much time talking about open questions and closed questions and high impact questions. I'm gonna talk about other things that evolve, that are, uh, revolve around questions, but take to take it to a wider context. So, so let, let me explain. So, first of all, the the difference between an open question and a closed question is like a closed question will um, result in a very one dimensional answer. It'll either be a yes or a no or a number. Um, do you intend spending money this year? Yes. Um, are you employing more staff? Yes. How many? 12. So on and so forth. But these, these questions are very valuable because they give you data and they give you information that will help you make decisions later on. Um, so no question about their, their value. Open questions are exactly that. They open up the conversation. Um, you can go into directional questions, which um, you ask in such a way as to lead the customer in a way that you want them to go. You have high impact questions that open up and stimulate deeper thinking about the topic that you want to discover. So you're not going to find out all of the types of questions here. Go and Google that. There's loads of um, HubSpot, for example, have a list of 50 questions that you should ask to try and uh, diagnose the failure or the pain point of your customer, which is probably... You know, yeah, it's it, it's it's helpful to a point, but really, what you're looking at is you're looking at to try and understand what the the idea of asking questions is all about. What's your objective? You start with thinking, what are you trying to achieve out of this? And the best way to frame it for for me, I'm quite a visual person, would be to try and picture the beginning of a jigsaw, where the only two pieces of the jigsaw are you and your customer, and you have to then use every skill that you have to try and fill in the rest of the jigsaw. So that's one point. The other point would be consider the relationship that you have like a pint of Guinness. So this is the very unashamedly Irish approach to this, um, where the white bit at the top is you talking and the black stuff is your customer talking. So to get your customer talking for 90% of the time, you have to do more than just ask a list of questions. 
Because if you're just asking questions, you're not filling in the important glue of the relationship, of uh, building rapport, of the emotional connection. That's just not happening with a list of questions. So what you need to start thinking about is if I'm going to behave uh, 10% me talking, 90% them talking, there are other things that I need to do and there are ways that I need to feel to make that happen. And I think that all focuses around curiosity. Um, now, unfortunately, in this society, curiosity is almost beaten out of us at a young age. Um, curiosity is typically framed around the five W's, who, what, where, when, why, how. And as a child, um, your favorite one might've been why. And if you ask your parents something, why, 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 after five or six times, sitting in the back of the car, the seventh time is normally um, greeted with a fairly stern response. Not that that would happen in today's climate, obviously, but back in the day, it certainly happened in, in my world. And so uh, there's a great book by a guy called Tommy Azacker called Sandbox Wisdom, where he talks about the um, child on a beach, is totally unfettered, not worried about um, the seaweed and the sand and the dirt and will play forever and will not be boundaried. You know, the beach is massive in, in a child's eyes. And then you go to primary school and what you're given is a sandbox in the corner and you're given very, very strict dimensions to play within with other children. And so everything becomes controlled and lessened and minimised. Whereas curiosity is about depth and breadth and, you know, uh, perspective beyond imagination. So if you're really curious, you have to start asking more whys in your questioning. So when somebody gives you an answer and the typical answer would be, um, most the typical salesperson would accept that answer, you have to ask why and not just say why six times, but between five or six times is a good number of whys to try and get under the root of any kind of problem or situation or um, if a client says something, try and find out what lies beneath that. So one of the things that I would strongly suggest is that you look to uh, broaden your curiosity or heighten your curiosity, and there are ways of doing that. Um, a, a good way is to, uh, you know, if you're reading books, for example, uh, stop buying them online and go into Waterstones and take a look around the shelves and see what else is there and grab a book that's completely out of your comfort zone, that's completely out of what you normally would read. Um, you know, what you watch on TV, if you're into a certain genre of movies or a certain type of box set, cut it out, try something else. Try something that's entirely different that almost will make you feel uncomfortable watching, um, like a rom-com, whatever it is, but something that's totally different to what you normally do. You know, if you're, if you're hitting the same pub at the weekend, go to a different pub or a different, try a different restaurant. Try something different that, you know, you almost resent doing because... You, you, it just doesn't fit with what you've always done because it's what you've always done that stifles your curiosity. Whatever your political viewpoint is, try and see the world from the other side. Spend a day trying to live inside the head of a capitalist if you're a socialist, God love you, and if you're a, so, uh, a socialist as a capitalist and so on and so forth to try and figure out what the world looks like from the other person's view because asking questions is not really the tool that you need to solve the diagnostics issue with your customer. It is curiosity. It's empathetic listening. It's listening to understand. 
It's doing research beforehand. It's trying to see the world from their shoes and sit behind their desk to figure out what challenges they would really face, how, what their position and interest is. I will do a different podcast on the difference between a position and an interest. But if somebody says, no, we don't want to buy, then what's informing that no? Why are they saying no? Because, of course, no means not yet. They may buy later, but there's a reason that they're saying no to you. So if you're just asking a list of questions, it becomes formulaic. It becomes really, um, you know, it's the epitome of disinterest if you're just asking a list of questions. And of course, the questioning technique does not suggest that you ask them in a list. But how hard is it to move away from a list of 50 HubSpot questions to trying to have a really fluid and meaningful conversation with somebody? Um, so it's, it's like, you know, step outside the sandbox try and see things from a different perspective, drive a different way home, you know, um, take the bus instead of driving, take a train instead of the bus, go to a different place at the weekend, you know, don't go to Donegal or the Lake District or whatever it is you go to, go somewhere else and, and start seeing things differently because the ease with which we fall into a predictable and regimented lifestyle is unreal. We don't notice it and by the time it's too late, we're doing things over and over and over again. And what you're trying to do is you're trying to disrupt. I don't mean disrupt as in displace the, a supplier with a client. You're trying to disrupt your way of thinking so that you're able to have a really meaningful conversation um, with, with somebody that makes them feel that you're interested, that, that somewhere along the line you, know, you understand them, and then beyond that that you might be able to add value through what it is you're trying to sell or promote or whatever it is. So it's, it's not about questions. You need to know the questions. You need to know how to engage. You need to know how to ask the questions. The other thing I would say is you need to rehearse and practice them. You need to write those questions down and get a sense or see what they look like or sound out what, what, what they sound like um, in, in, a, in a real life conversation to see if there's a way of altering them to use different words that will not make you sound too uh, clever for your own good, but will maybe make you sound as if you've got, you, you're interested, you know? Um, an economy of words, for example, shorter words, trying to make you more um, real, more interested, but at the same time intelligent enough to be able to have a conversation with somebody who's perhaps operating at a sea level or a business owner who's, who's, who's maybe on a different wavelength than you are. Uh, Guinness is the, is the one that resonates with me for a whole bunch of reasons, but visually it's really impactful insofar as if you're in the middle of asking questions, you want to be talking less, a lot less than the customer, because if you're talking more, then you can't be listening, you can't be understanding, and the, the, you're, you're essentially presenting what you think and your opinions rather than listening to understand so that you can marinate over that and come back with solutions based on the questions you've asked. So the final takeaway for me would be try and enhance your curiosity. Try and be more interested in stuff. Try and be interested in stuff you're not interested in. And finally, if you're going to a meeting with a client or you're doing a Teams meeting or you're talking to them, do a bit of uh, dig, uh, digging and deep diving into the, the, the subject matter, the type of company that you're talking to, what information you can get about the type of person that sits at that level. Can you get any personal information or professional information about that person? And how can you use that? How can you use that to your best advantage 
um, in the conversation or further down the line. Hope any of that or some of it or maybe all of it has helped you. Um, feel free to share, click, like, subscribe, all that sort of stuff. And if you have any questions, feel free to either drop me an email, paul at shift-control.co.uk or leave notes in the comments below.